Welcome to the CLS Experience. I'm your host, Craig Siegel. I'm a born and raised New Yorker who achieved success with multiple businesses, but I crave something deeper. So I dedicated myself to personal growth and transformation by revamping my mindset. I went from being unable to run a mile to conquering four marathons the following year. Now, I want to help others manufacture big breakthroughs of their own. Right? Love is the highest vibration. You know, you want to be really impressive. Open your heart. And honestly, Craig, that's what you do. Like you happen to be like successful and cute and smart, but you're really loving. And love is so powerful because love is creation, right? When we're in that state of love, we're so busy loving someone else that we're not thinking about what's in this for me. And as soon as we do that, everything we could ever want just comes right back in so many dividends and multiples. And one thing that I know to now be true, having lived my own life so far and talked to so many people, is that people get this confusion around love and they then attach it to the way they see money and success, which is that people believe that love is earned. And love is not earned. Love, by definition, is a gift. On today's episode of the CLS Experience, we have a very special treat. She's the queen of facilitating a life that takes your breath away. She's an iconic podcast host with over a staggering 30 million downloads. She's a best-selling author and an eight-figure business builder, elite business coach, and songwriter. She's an unbelievable mom and has perfected the hybrid of how to combine making an impact and making a lucrative living. Like me, she's an expert in reinventing herself, and she's just a juggernaut in all facets of life and a terrific human being. Please welcome the mindful, grateful, dynamic, multifaceted, and abundant Kathy Heller. How you doing, Kathy? Craig, that is literally the single kindest, most unbelievable intro anyone has ever given me. And I am so here for it. I'm going to go back and listen and write it all down and hand it to my team and say, this is it. Full stop. This is all we're saying from now on. Thank you so much. It is so, it is just such a treat to be around someone like you who is so successful and just exudes so much enthusiasm and generosity. So thank you for being that person. What a gorgeous gift to give that kind of energy to other people. Thank, Thank you. you so much for saying that. And it means a lot coming from you because I know usually on the other side of dishing out clothes <laughs> and so forth. The funny part is you and I probably could have spoke for an hour. Uh, we have a lot of synergy and alignment that we were figuring out before we hit record. But we want to obviously save some of the juicy stuff uh, for the show. Uh, before we and, and for the audience listening, like if you're not familiar with Kathy, like go do a deep dive, check out her Instagram, her podcast, go see what's going on. I think what's most valuable today we just have an unbelievable conversation before we jump around we're going to get a little crazy you ready for me i love you yeah <laughs> kathy what is your superpower ah oh, so good my superpower is my vision of what's possible is so clear that when people spend time with me they know that their highest and best is right here in the right now and they allow it to come in and they feel it from this person who they say to me, this is my feedback I get. Not only are you holding up this viewfinder to this massive amount of expansion, but you do it in a way that it feels like my best friend from next door growing up on Long Island with this freckle face <laughs> and there's no pretension about it. It just is. And that's what I've always kind of been able to do. You're very clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I second that. It's very true. Uh, you do have a very warm, welcoming vibe. Um, but but I love the way that you think, like you see possibilities where most people probably see limitations. 100%. Always. Yes. And for me, that that is reality. You know, Einstein said that it's amazing how reality with a small R was was so much an illusion, but so persistent, right? People buy in to this belief of limitation and scarcity in this 3D and it's so not what's going on and science backs up everything that you and I are saying but yeah people keep buying into this other thing which is called scarcity which is man-made 
And all that really exists in true reality with a capital R is abundance. Like the world is literally infinite. Deepak Chopra said to me, every acorn is the promise of a thousand forests. <laughs> We're going to have fun today. <laughs> the only negative I got going on is we don't have 10 hours to chat. Uh, look, simply put, let's geek out on science and spirituality. Great. <laughs> you really are awesome. Uh, no, but, it, but it's so true. Like, <laughs> everybody has the, like these limiting beliefs. Everybody knows like you're not born with them. You create them over time. Um, but people are just so programmed, whether it be society, their parents, whatever the case, their upbringing, whatever the case be, to see like, to think of reasons like why it won't work as opposed to someone seeing the same vision and think about how can it work, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. My friend, Amy, she is an Olympic award-winning snowboarder and she has prosthetic legs. Purdy. Yeah. She's on the show yesterday. Talk about alignment. That's so funny. She's one of my closest friends. She's awesome. And whenever someone says, but hang on a second, the reality is these are my circumstances. I say, can you, can you give me one minute? Can I show you a video of my friend on the snowboard? And then I say, now tell me again what you just said. And then let's talk about it. That's right? awesome. Yeah. And when Howard Schultz was on my show, we talked about how he built this company called Starbucks, 35,000 stores. And he said, Kath, do you know that I grew up in public housing? Do you know that I grew up in a tenement, that I grew up in Jewish family services used to bring us food because we didn't have any. But my mom said to me, this is the last stop of the L train in Canarsie, Brooklyn, but it's not your last stop. You, you don't get off here. You do not get off at this stop. And that was all he needed. And now the man's a billionaire and not just a billionaire. He is giving healthcare to all of his employees and a college education if they so choose. So if that's what's going on, then we actually have to take a second look and really see, are we seeing clearly or are we seeing through a virtual reality headset called your subconscious program, which has been running nonstop since you're probably about seven and you didn't even program it. Your parents, your community, what you saw, that, that's what programmed it. And you're not creating from your conscious mind because your conscious mind is only 5% of your mind and it is hijacked by your subconscious all day long. And not only is it just going on in your mind, every single time you think a thought, it comes with a chemical. And most of the time it's cortisol, which creates inflammation. So Dan Buettner told me he discovered the blue zones. He did this phenomenal TED talk. He used to work for National Geographic, has one of the most incredible empires of best-selling books talking about where people in the world live the longest and why. And these people live into their hundreds. And what do they all have in common? They have a meditation practice, which helps them to go beyond the subconscious mind and see what's really here, which is expansion and abundance and possibility. And what does that actually do to their biology? It reduces inflammation because the cortisol goes down and the oxytocin goes up. So now we know that it's not just a matter of how you think, it's a matter of your longevity and your life force because how you think is controlling your genetics. Nutrition Solutions offers the best healthy meal prep options for health, wellness, weight loss, and improved performance. The customer service and support at Nutrition Solutions is unbelievable and second to none. And when I travel for my marathons, the meals are waiting at my hotel, I don't even have to break a sweat. Even their protein donuts and breakfast items are made with fresh organic ingredients. I love Nutrition Solutions' reliability, quality, and all-around lifestyle that they represent, which is world-class. To get both physically and mentally fit, go to NutritionSolutions.com and use promo code CLS25. Thank me later, you dig. Bang! <laughs> That's where we dropped the mic, but we're just getting warmed up. But here's the thing. I could already hear the eye rolling and they're saying, okay, but if I've been conditioned to be a certain way for so long, how do I change that now to be a little bit more optimistic and see things for what they could be as opposed to what they are? Yeah. So I love it. And, and I deal with it all the time. So here it is, right? When I asked Deepak Chopra, I said, what is the meaning of life? And he said, to know who we are. And I said, okay, so, so give it to me. And he said, well, it's who am I, right? And so we are buying into this 
ego, right? So who are you, right? Oh, I'm Kathy Heller. Tell me about her. Well, she likes this kind of food, sushi, and she lives over here right now. And her friend is this person. And da, 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 right. But that all has changed so many times. When I was in fourth grade, I wore different clothes, hung out with different people, like different food, right? Where that part of us, that ego is always changing. So how do we overcome it? Which is the answer to your question. We go to the I am. So if you took away I am Kathy Heller, if you stop saying that I'm Craig and you just said I am, so what is that? That's your consciousness, right? And that part of you has always been there, always was, always will be, and it's infinite. So we have to keep coming back to and memorizing that, memorizing that place where we are beyond the story. And the more that we do that, we actually start to tune in and we start to receive all that we desire. The world, as I said earlier, it looks three-dimensional, but it's really vibrational. It's all vibration. Even an atom, we used to have this Newtonian version of an atom, right? And we all know this. I'm sure you've heard this 18,000 times already on your show. But we know that atoms are made up of protons and electrons, which are all actually still energy. There's really, we can't get to anything that's made of matter, right? So it's a vibrational world. So it's like a tuning fork. And I actually, so I studied comparative religion in college and then went to Israel and then studied Kabbalah for three years in Israel. And no, then, you did. So did I. You did? Yeah, and I never talk about that with anybody. So I was so excited when I saw that you did. Where did you go? Well, to be honest with you, I just here in, in New York, the Kabbalah Center, and just read a lot of books. But I, I got really into it. Oh my gosh! So Deepak says to me, "I've." He goes, "I know you a little bit." So what I'm gonna, I'll, the words I'll use for you is that the world is really just the Ain Sof, which is the Hebrew of like the one I am, the is was always will be. And I love that he not only knew that about me, but he articulated it because he knows a little bit of Kabbalah. So anyways, when I was studying this, I learned that we are each a masterpiece, a piece of the master. So if God is the sun, if Hashem is the sun, we are each a ray of that light. And that's it. So we get confused. And when people come to me and say, I don't think I'm enough. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do that. I say, who can't do it? Your ego or you? Right. When Marianne Williamson was on the podcast and she's actually Jewish, she studied a ton of Kabbalah herself. She's been to Israel now like six, seven times. And she said, when you look at the ocean, nobody is crazy enough to think that any wave is separate from any other wave. And nobody would ever tell you that those waves are separate from the ocean itself. So that's it. Every time you start buying into the fact that we would assume that you and me are separate, that's incorrect because the world is more vibration than it is matter. So we're actually like pools of consciousness swimming in this big field. And the word Kabbalah actually means to receive. It comes from the Hebrew word lekabel. Yep. So my rabbi taught me that we, we, we always say the law of attraction, but it's really the law of reception. It's like in this 5D, right? There's a, there's a, there's a, a song that's playing and our job is to tune the receiver. So we hear the music and everything. When we actually tune in, we'll start bumping into other things that are tuned to that channel. Yeah. This is gold straight up. And for the audience to run that back, grab a pen and a journal. Uh, it's very rare that I get to speak about Kabbalah and stuff like this. And there's so many cool nuggets. We could dive down with that. One thing I love about Kabbalah. And I think this is valuable for the audience is like, whenever like a problem arises or like you get that voice in your head, we need that to occur so that we have an opportunity to not react. Right. And then we get more spiritual light than as if the obstacle didn't arise in the first place. Right. Everything is a gift, right? The contrast allows you to actually see the light. If you lit a candle in the noonday sun, you can't see it at all. But if you light a candle in the darkest, darkest night, you can see it, right? And actually, one of the great Kabbalistic Hasidic masters, the Maharal, he says that if you take a candle and you want to light another candle, you can light an infinite amount of other candles from one candle, and that original candle won't lose any of its flame. And that's abundance. That's love. That's abundance. I'll say it again, because what you said earlier is Kathy has this ability to help people to find this way right into this alignment, but also to allow for this expansion in terms of monetary success. And you said it even better than I did, but you, you mentioned both of those aspects. But why does that go together? Because it makes more sense for us to be abundant if we are actually part of the world the way it naturally is set up. Because abundance creates more abundance. 
If you plant a cherry tree, you just created more seeds for more cherry trees, right? If one person has money, money's like blood in the body. It keeps moving. It keeps moving. So if I make my house look better, the whole neighborhood, the property value goes up. If I make money, I'm then going to go spend it on Main Street. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to even leave it in a bank, which is going to be used for somebody else. It immediately creates more expansion, right? So we don't do anyone any favors by playing small. In fact, that comes from ego. That comes from separation and not really understanding the way this all works together. Yeah, beautifully articulated. And that's going to hit home for a lot. Like, And spoiler alert, that we weren't created to, to live in scarcity. We were meant to be abundant. Somehow yeah. it's most along the way. People are addicted to suffering. People are actually addicted to it. And what I've learned from doing work with Joe Dispenza is that our cells actually build receptor sites. So if you smoke, your cell will develop a receptor site to nicotine. It will want it. It will crave it. And it will it will be in pain. And will, it will go into that sort of withdrawal and ask you will be, be in, until you feed it, right? But it's the same thing with cortisol. So we have emotional addictions to our negative thoughts. And if it gets to be about two or three in the afternoon and you haven't given yourself a dose of shame or self-doubt, your body is going to start to like seethe and writhe. It's going to want it. So what we have to do is we have to be the mind and we have to settle our body down and tell our nervous system, no, I'm not giving you any of that. In fact, I just went off sugar for a little while. And four days in, I felt like I had COVID. I actually took a COVID test because I had had COVID. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't that. It was that my body was craving sugar and it wasn't pleasant when I wasn't giving it what it wanted. But after day four or five, my body actually settled down. And then I actually, my daughter gave me a Sour Patch Kid yesterday. And I said, oh my gosh, it's so sweet. I don't even want this. Like, but you know, it came out of, it's, it's like flushed out now. But that's so fascinating because you're right. People are literally addicted to suffering. Yeah. It's a crazy concept. Yeah, it's a crazy concept. And also what we now know is that we signal what's going on. It's not that our DNA is a foregone conclusion. We, we know absolutely now the genetics. We understand enough about science to know that the protein changes shape in the cell depending on how we feed it from our mind. And so our cells feel everything we think. And so just like thoughts can make us sick, they can make us well. They can actually make us feel better on a biological level and they can give us so much more life and energy. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> laughing because there's so much alignment and I just love your style. And I love how passionate this stuff you're about and so into it. And looking at some of your content because I'm a fan and of course I want to do the homework that the conversation deserves. I saw you say something along the lines of this, like nobody's coming to save us, right? You're a frequency and you get to choose what or who you're tuned into. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I feel like people all the time have made up these like decisions that in order for something to happen, you know, Clive Davis has to walk into the church and see you singing or something has to happen. But we don't realize that our magnetism, right, is like the greatest force around and really and truly, like I said before, if if we are each a masterpiece, a piece of the master, right? What Marianne Williamson said to me is, it's not the faucet that's doing the heavy lifting, it's the water flowing through the faucet. When you and I are talking right now, it's not the casing that we are both responding to, it's the energy that we're putting out. There's love coming out. There's acceptance and kindness and compassion and passion and creativity. And we're riffing off of that with each other. So I remember when I met Brian Grazer, who started Imagine Entertainment with Ron Howard. And he said to me, I would walk into the room and it was like my, my enthusiasm was so infectious. It would be like it would pick open any lock, right? So why do we think that we're waiting for somebody to come and do something. I had had 650 people on the podcast recently. This sweet guy, Bobby Burke came on, you know, he's a, he's a designer. He's been on queer eye now. That's like his recent thing, but he was already making so much money designing. And, and prior to that, he came to New York city. He had a criminal record. He was bankrupt. He had a criminal record because he had unpaid parking tickets, like all this stuff, like couldn't even get a job because he had to check the box criminal record. And he's just a guy, right, from the Midwest who came out to like New York City and like 
still figured out a way to just keep saying yes and show up and do what he's doing, right? Why do we think that there is something more that we need that's outside of us? It's another person. It's another. When I first went to Los Angeles, I went out there to be a songwriter and I got a record deal and I got dropped from the label. Now that, by the way, was a creation of mine because we're always co-creating. We're the director. We're the writers. There was something in there that I decided I wasn't a match for. So I now see that. Anyway, I wound up getting dropped. I wound up getting a bunch of day jobs. I was working for this guy in Brentwood selling commercial real estate. And he said, you know, you don't know anything about real estate, but you're like a money magnet because you've got great energy. So like you'll come in the room, you'll grease the wheels, and then I'll sell this, I'll sell property to people. <laughs> great. So I was making about 200 grand and I was only 25, 26. Until two years later, I said to myself, this is like golden handcuffs. I don't want to do this anymore. So I left. I didn't recognize myself. And I said, isn't there something between Beyonce and nothing? Can I do something with music? And so I went out to LA, right, to have this record deal. And here, I'll just show you this. So sitting on the floor beside me, this is a Billboard magazine from 2000 and probably like 13. Yeah. And this is me in this Billboard magazine. And the article here says- Here she is. Here we are. And the article says, writing your own check. And there's another magazine here from Variety. And I show this to people because I want them to kind of get this proof of concept. I left the real estate firm and said, is there any other way for me to get paid to do me, to do what I love? Or is it all or nothing? And I said, I just read an article that other people were licensing their songs, writing music for Grey's Anatomy and Tropicana commercials and Old Navy commercials. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? I'm going to do that. But my friend said, oh, you're going to need an agent. You're going to need somebody. And I said, wait, what does an agent do? They make calls. They send emails, right? Well, they're not going to wake up as excited about me every day as I would. So I'll do it. I'll find the email addresses. I'll find the phone numbers. And will I be uncomfortable? Yeah. But will it be worth it? Absolutely. And so I made dozens and dozens of calls a day until I started making half a million dollars writing music for film and TV. And I did that for a decade and had two little girls until finally so many other artists started saying, how did you buy this house in LA without really having a job job? I said, oh, because I didn't wait for an agent. Because what's the difference, right? Chris Jenner was like, I'll be my kid's manager. Why are you waiting for somebody else? You got the greatest resource you'll ever have, which is called your resourcefulness, your own energy, your own passion. Light it up. Show up in the world. It's done, right? Make the decision. Claim it. And so from there, I started helping other artists. And then I started a podcast. And I, I, I just have been so pleasantly blown away and surprised by what's happened since then. Um, and now I'm really using my voice to help other people light their own path. But I definitely didn't wait for somebody else because why would we think that that's what's going to open the door when we are literally a force, right? We have all of that within us. Yeah. Amen. This is awesome. And, and you do give off like a, a very powerful vibe or, or other people that are listening to this. And I've interviewed some of the world's greats, specifically in like neuroscience and law of attraction and stuff like this. And I always get a kick out of hearing different people articulate it. It's something that I used to be skeptical of until recently. And now I can't talk about it enough, but I know there's people out there that are saying, but what does that mean? Frequency? Like, like what does that mean? I'm vibrating on a certain level or I'm attracting, like, how would you describe that? Mm. I mean, <laughs> to begin, right? No, it's so good. I mean, look, Malcolm Gladwell has been on my show a couple of times. He wrote a book called Blink. And it is about how scientists can prove that within four seconds of someone walking in the room, you get a whole bunch of information, right? You can feel their energy. And we all know that experience. You know, some of us, your mom comes over five minutes in, you're like, I need a nap. I'm exhausted, right? <laughs> Some, sometimes you're with somebody else. A friend comes in from college. You go have drinks and you can stay up the whole night. You go from this bar to this restaurant to this show and, and you're lit up. Like their yeah. energy literally gives you life. So that's about as simple as it is. But instead of really understanding that that's what's doing the heavy lifting, we keep focusing on that one physical aspect, which is what are they doing versus how are they being? But if you look at an actual atom, it's 99% energy and 1% matter. 
And that's a really good mirror of what we're talking about because you could have the prettiest girl wearing the coolest outfit, right? Kim Kardashian could literally walk her into her closet, tell her exactly what to wear, and she's gorgeous. And she could sit down on the date, and if her vibration, if what she's emanating is in scarcity, in ego, in fight or flight, and she's in that pattern of, I don't know if I'm enough, and I don't really feel that great about myself, and I don't really know about this guy, and you know all guys usually turn out to be jerks, so that date is not going to go well. But if you take a different girl and she doesn't necessarily have her hair blown out and she doesn't necessarily have the quote unquote perfect body, but she's got this thing where she's in her skin and she feels sexy and she's just so alive. Every single person who she meets is going to be attracted to her right? Everyone who hangs out with her is going to want to be around her. That's energy. Our energy can literally love other people's energy into more of their own life force. And we see it. We see it in the data. You know, I went with Joe Dispenza to UCSD and they showed us cancer cells in a Petri dish and how meditators nearby were able to affect what was happening. Just like those studies that show that if you put words on water, right, it actually affects the molecules of the water because of the energy that's around it. But that only feels crazy if we live in a 3D universe, which is separate. But if everything's entangled because everybody's energy is actually all flowing into each other like ripples when you throw a rock in the water and everything is swimming together, then it makes total sense, right? If I, When Deepak was with me, he said, tell me what's in front of you. And I said, a microphone, a coffee cup, a light. And he said, that was kind of a trick question. You didn't comment on the space between you and the coffee cup and you and the microphone and you and this computer. And there's so much more of the space than there is the physical items. And there's so much going on in this space and it's filled with molecules and it's filled with energy and it's filled with sound and it's filled with vibration. And that's, that's what we need to keep reminding ourselves of. And if every single day we wake up and we just think the way we thought yesterday, which means we'll feel how those thoughts made us feel, then we'll do what we did yesterday. So we'll think and feel and do what we did yesterday, which means our life will not change we will just keep having the same results. But if we start to think and feel differently and we start to tune in to the fact that this world is magical, right? If you look at the Amazon, talk about abundance, every species, you look at human beings, look at your smile, look at my smile, look at how instantly we wanna be in harmony together. And you start saying things that are actually true, that the law of the universe actually is a, is a reminder of, which is that, there's always a synchronicity. Things always have a way of pulling us together, right? The universe is not net neutral. It's net positive. So as soon as you start to take a step towards, towards more alignment, you ever notice how like 16 things click into place, right? So that's energy. Yup, that's correct. Billionaire Mark Cuban is motivating entrepreneurs daily with his three commas line of apparel, accessories, and coffee. Three Commas has the softest suede crew tees, a great line of accessories, and the best direct trade Colombian coffee. Join the Three Commas Club on Instagram at Three Commas or visit their website, threecommas.com to learn more. Thank me later, you dig? This is awesome. And, and so... First of all, I've heard so many people articulate it, but you really make it digestible and simplify it. Like, how could you deny what you just said? So now the big question is this, because everybody has energy suckers in their life or, or people that aren't aligned or look through scarcity lens or whatever the case may be. So how do you handle those types of cats if they're just not budging? The people around us, how do you handle them? Yeah, well, or like the, like you said earlier, like let's just say like your mom comes over and after five minutes you want to take yeah. a nap. Like, yeah. You know, like, like what do you do about people like that? How do you personally handle situations like that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's definitely a good question because it's out there. But everything is a hologram, right? So what we're seeing outside of us, we think it's outside of us, but it's just a part of ourselves that we are projecting onto the screen of this other person, right? Like my camera on my phone sees what's here, but I don't. I see through my lens of cognitive bias. So even that, like what I'm seeing, it's a reflection of something that's that's still a part of how I how I see this world, right? Because if I walk in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know, let's say I don't know my mom, right? And I walk in the room, people go, oh my God, oh my gosh, your mom's so cute, your mom, right? But I'm walking in with a whole story and a whole thing. So if I keep seeing her highest and best, if I keep reminding myself, right, what's really here, what's really available, without me even coaching her or doing anything, she starts to tune her instrument differently. She starts to tune to that. And that's what really happens is like, if you take two girls and you move them into an apartment together, they're going to start having their cycle at the same time. Literally, we (laughs) actually start to come into resonance with each other. So if we just kind of stay in this place where we are in a high vibe, we're playing at higher notes on the piano, higher octaves, that's like the best thing for this other person. And it might trigger them and they might not prefer it right away. That's really all we have to do. What's interesting, though, is how freaking codependent we are, because I meet so many people who are so afraid of triggering other people or so wanting to please other people that they don't stay in their own alignment. They kind of pivot and start getting the temperature of the room or they're afraid to be making money because what will these people say or they're afraid to put themselves out there and start a podcast because what if people don't like it? And I love getting into that conversation because I think it's fascinating how we give away our authenticity because we're co-signing scarcity because that's scarcity. For instance, if you don't want to post because you really don't want to hurt somebody else or you don't want to celebrate some big win that you have or making $10 million or your big IPO because you're afraid it's going to offend people. What you're really co-signing is that it's not available for them. And that's why you're right. You really shouldn't flaunt it because they really can't access that level of abundance. But of course they can. So when you know that, then when you share it, you don't share it as a look at me. You share it as a come with me. You Ooh. share it as like, we're all here for this level of possibility. And I just want to pave the way and draw you in. And then if somebody has an issue with it, that says more about how triggered they are with their beliefs about reality being about limitation. And you don't have to you don't have to do anything other than keep holding for them that it's that it is possible for them too. Yeah, this is awesome, and, and I love what you just said before. Um, instead of look at me, come with me, right? Like we can all yeah. do this. You're just kind of showing them that it is possible. Some people will get triggered because they don't think it's possible for them. Other people will look at you and see possibility. That's all you can hope. Yeah, and I I think that that's what you're doing, and that's what I'm doing. That's what Amy Purdy's doing. I think that any great leader is showing us a higher branch that we can reach for. I think as soon as we can see that horizon, we want to get in the boat and we want to go toward it. But I think for so many of us, what was modeled really was something that's much less desirable. And we then think that that's all that there is. So the more we can show a greater possibility, the more people will reach for that higher branch. That's it. Absolutely love this. Another thing that you talk about this that's kind of correlated to everything that we're discussing right now is, and I never heard this worded like this, is having an experience of your experience. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Like the studies show that some of our most uh, sweet, pure moments, they're not predicated on getting to a goal. They're not predicated on you know, being in a certain place in a certain time, they're just being present in this moment, right? Because the present moment is the portal. It is the doorway to connect with expansion because you're right here. You're not replaying the past. You're not anxious about the future. You're just right here. And so to practice some level of mindful awareness, mindful attention, Dr. Amishi Jha said to me, it's kind of like having the ability to take a flashlight out and direct your attention on what's actually happening in the moment. 
And so how cool is it? It's like the crowning jewel achievement of the human being. Birds and, you know, koalas don't have this prefrontal cortex, but we do, which means we can be doing this podcast and then be aware that we're doing this podcast. <coughs> That's awesome. This is great. I can't wait to listen to this back, if I'm being honest. I'm, I'm excited to build the friendship. I saw something that you said that really stuck out with me because a lot of people, a sexy word these days is manifesting, right? Frequencies, vibrations, and all this stuff. But but I think a lot of people get lost in, in what that really means. And, and the way you described it was really cool. You said, we don't manifest what we want. We manifest what we are. And, and yeah. so what that means to me is that anybody out there that's listening uh, over Millie now and, and that's having a certain result from the universe or the case may be it's because you're actually projecting that type of energy to the world, good or bad. Yeah. Right. So it's not necessarily, I want a Rolex or I want a partner or I want to make millions. It's how are you actually feeling and sustaining vibrationally? Yeah. And that's what's so juicy about getting over this thing. Juicy. Called, yeah. Getting over this thing called the ego because the ego wants to put you separate from God suffer from who you really are and who we really are. When we were conceived, that's us, right? What happened? It was like an atom bomb of energy, life force, pure expansion. I have three daughters. Every time I was in that labor and delivery room and I held them for the first time, I was completely and totally aware that they come in this world whole. Full stop. W-H-O-L-E, completely and totally whole. And it's like, it's so awesome that they have this energy of complete wholeness, right? And there's nothing, there's nothing that they feel is missing from who they are or being worthy, right? Or enough. So and when it's so pure and it's so high vibe. Like when people see a newborn baby, they start to change their behavior. They kind of lean in, they kind of whisper, they kind of change their tone because they, they just feel completely and totally in awe of this life force. And when we are wanting to manifest something and we are caught in this illusion that we are separate from what we want, that we're not whole, that we're not abundant, then we don't feel that way. And therefore we won't have it come back because it's literally just an echo. Deepak said to me that karma is just literally a reflection from the universe of how you think and feel and what you do. And it just comes right back to you. It's a boomerang. That's going to so trick some. Yeah. So he's like, karma is not like, oh, you're doomed. That's your karma. Right. And the word mazal People say mazel tov, right? What does it mean? It stands for mem zayin lasot, which is makom zman lasot, which is mazal, is an acronym. So it's being in the right place at the right time and what you do when you're there. So can you change your mazel? Of course. Can you change your karma? Of course. It's a reflection. It's a reflection. So if the world is more vibration than it is matter, and your vibration is sending out vibes of wholeness and sweetness and creativity. And that's the really cool word here is creativity. We came to this world to create, okay? And you know this, and this is one of my favorite pieces of this conversation because we came here to serve. We came here to be generous. If you're here, you're needed. God gave everybody a different fingerprint. There is no evolutionary need for that. But there's a wink from the universe that you're here because there's something you're supposed to add to this tapestry that if you don't do it, the colors are not complete. You can only be the you that can add that color, right? I, I, I've listened to the song, We Are the World, so many times. And I play it for my kids because obviously they weren't born like I was in the 80s and they don't know the song. But I play it for them. Yeah, it's the best. I remember listening to it on my kindergarten field trip and we were just singing along with it. And so <laughs> we'll play the song and I will shout out the names of those artists. And I'll say Bruce Springsteen, Willie Nelson, Michael Jackson, Huey Lewis, and I say to them, can you hear that every one of those voices is totally distinct? Like, yes, these people were living and writing music in a similar time, most of them from a similar country, 
and completely and totally different. And then Stevie Wonder takes the mic and you basically feel like you're going to pass out because he's so talented, right? His energy literally wakes you up completely to the point where you go, what was that, right? And every single one of those people is singing the same song completely differently. So when God wants to pour light into this world, it's not going to come in. The light that's supposed to come through you will not come in unless you are aligned and you are there. And what I said about creativity is so important because our job is to do that thing, which is to leave that imprint, is to shine that light. That's why we're here, to be in service, to contribute, to make the world better, tikkun olam, to fix, right? The Kabbalah says that there was a thing called the Big Bang. What's so crazy about the Kabbalah is that this is written thousands of years ago before we came to know for sure that the world is created with a Big Bang. And the Kabbalah says it, that the world used to be the size of the pupil of your eye and it expanded and expanded until it shatters, right? And it shatters and now the job of human beings is to put the shattered light back together. That's tikkun olam, to fix the world, to make the world more complete. So that's the process we're all, that's why your soul doesn't leave you alone when you're like, it's fine, I'll just watch Netflix and chill and there's a part of you that goes, you're here for more. <laughs> it's because your soul came here for more and it came to make it a little bit better than it was before you came. And until you do that, you're not satisfied. And when you're in that state of giving and you're, sh you're shining your light the way you're supposed to, you can never get enough because it's all you want to do is be in service. But the point about the creation is that not only is it what feels the best to be creating, to be living, to be offering, to be contributing, but the only way you can create is when your vibration is elevated. When you're in sadness, when you're in doubt, when you're in shame, you don't get any inspiration. You don't get any good ideas. Every billion dollars that ever came, came on the other side of someone having an idea. Where does the idea come in? That divine download, that spark, that hmm, maybe we should go to the moon. Hmm, maybe I should build a Tesla. Hmm, I'm looking at Swampland and Irvine, but what I really see is Disneyland. That comes from being so in the higher vibe that you're available for something called inspiration. And inspiration is spontaneous. It comes in a second. It comes when there's a vessel that's available for that download. And it's magical, right? When you watch Will Ferrell, most of what he says, he's saying for the first time and they're just capturing it, right? It's improv. That's why it's so good. Because he didn't know a second before that he was gonna say that. But that's called being in total creativity. And that's really what's interesting is we focus on the 3D abundance. We want this much abundance in money. Our most abundant place is creativity because when you are creative, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So what a great reward for getting out of shame and sadness. You could be available to really use your instrument, which is to come here to be a creator, to start to use that force that's coming through you to create and to help this world through your innovative ideas and kindness and the way that you're gonna say things different than someone else did. Like that's the move. What was that? That's right, I can hear your thoughts. Have no fear. I'm going to tell you exactly where you can get weekly access to the CLS experience live in action. Drop in gems, nuggets, trainings, special celebrity and business mogul guest speakers, and maximum energy. We just launched the CLS membership. We have weekly Zooms with like-minded, growth-oriented juggernauts networking and absorbing all the wisdom via weekly zooms head to cultivate symphony.com and then bang enter your new network today let's grow together you dig this is such a powerful and unique conversation for so many reasons it's something that i learned probably 10 years ago is that it's not so much the strategy as it is elevating your state 
because when you're in that elevated state, that's when the ideas begin to percolate. But you could be, you could have the best strategies in the world, but if you're at a lowered state, you're not going to perform. You're not going to create anything meaningful. So you're speaking to my soul right now. And it's something that I try to teach everybody is it's so important to elevate your state, your frequency to vibrate on the level before you begin to pop off with all these, these great ideas and creativity and so forth. It begins with that. Exactly. People say to me, okay, so what do I do? Start a YouTube channel, do a podcast, da, da, da. And there's a line in the Talmud that says that words from the heart go right in. They go right into the heart. So that's all about energy, right? It's like, so I say, it doesn't really matter what the strategy is, right? And here's what's really cool that people forget. And this is modeled in Malcolm Gladwell's other book, The Tipping Point. But my friend, Britt Morin, she used to work at Facebook. And I remember her telling me, that Mark Zuckerberg said to her and a few of the employees, this is years ago, that they knew Facebook was going to be off the chain, one of the most powerful things that have ever happened. And why? Because they had a virality rate of 1.4, a whopping 1.4. So she says 1.4. I thought you were going to say like a thousand or like, I don't know, some really big number. Why is that a lot? And he said, because what it means is that every time somebody uses Facebook, they are compelled to tell 1.4 people, meaning they, they do, meaning it's not a question. They're gonna tell 1.4 people, which means it's gonna go around the world. Now, when did we see that again? During COVID. During COVID, the doctors kept saying that if the R factor was over one, that we would be totally doomed, that the hospitals would be overrun and they were right. And so what did that mean? It meant that if one person would immediately transmit it to one person, we had big problems. One person to one person, not one to 10, one to one. As soon as it went under one and one person didn't absolutely give it to one person, but there was a little bit of breathing room there where they gave it to maybe 0.4 people or 0.8 people, we started to see a huge drop in cases. So when people say, what's the strategy? I say, listen, when I started this podcast, I knew intuitively that if I would speak to one person completely, they would be compelled to say to another person, you have to listen to this show. And that's what people don't get. They're constantly looking for like, how do I get this whole thing to happen where I get millions of people? It's like, if you can satisfy one person, but I mean, not a little, I mean, when you get those you know, surveys and someone says, how did you, how did we do one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, ten? I don't care about one through sevens. I don't even care about the eights. If it's a nine or a 10, you're going to be as successful as you could possibly be with whatever this is. If it's a service, if it's a piece of content, if it's a, if it's a product, if it's an event, if you get a nine or a 10 and that's the move, it's about depth. It's about intimacy. That's your velocity. So that's where the energy comes in. And if we really got that, we would stop overestimating what's necessary and we would get to work because how many people could you completely and totally show up for by the end of the day? You could definitely do it for one person. Yeah. I'm getting a feeling like a, almost like a dopamine hit, like a high that I had yesterday when I was speaking to our mutual friend, Amy. Because there's just such alignment. And if nothing else, this conversation is just fun to me because you love to do big things. You're a massive thinker um, and you, you're you positive. And like for the audience listening, like, God, isn't this so much more fun than being doom and gloom and negative and, and thinking about reasons why things will not work out? or living in that frequency. And, and like, <laughs> this is, this is just awesome. And, and the funny part is, is like, I wanted to have you on the show cause I'm a fan and I knew we were going to hit it off, but there was no agenda. It's not like you're promoting like, like a new book, right? Second, no, this is just nothing. An awesome conversation. I love talking to you. That's my agenda. <laughs> I feel the same. And, and the best part is it's just the beginning of the friendship straight up. Um, this is great stuff. It's very thought provoking. And I want to compliment you uh, besides the obvious. And I've spoken to scientists, all the guys that, from, the, from the secret. And I know Dr. Joe and stuff like that, but you really make this stuff, uh, you simplify it and you make it very, you make it like desirable to comprehend. It's not, it's not like sometimes people talk about it and, and it sounds like challenging because it's like hard to fathom, uh, but you, you. you make it like you want to apply it and 
honestly better than anyone I've ever spoken to. Oh my God. That means so, so, so much to me. And you just helped me with my assignment, with my mission, because I really respect you. And I really feel so loved into life from your energy. So it really sunk in. And I think it's because I spent three years in Jerusalem before I went to LA, before I knew Joe Dispenza or any of the science, before I went to the UCLA Mindful Awareness Center, I spent three years there. And my rabbi, Rabbi David Aaron, who lives in the old city of Jerusalem, he really taught me that love, right? Love is the highest vibration. You know, you want to be really impressive. Open your heart. And honestly, Craig, that's what you do. Like you happen to be like successful and cute and smart, but you're really loving. And love is so powerful because love is creation, right? When we're in that state of love, we're so busy loving someone else that we're not thinking about what's in this for me. And as soon as we do that, everything we could ever want just comes right back in so many dividends and multiples. And one thing that I know to now be true, having lived my own life so far and talked to so many people is that people get this confusion around love and they then attach it to the way they see money and success, which is that people believe that love is earned and love is not earned. Love by definition is a gift. If I love you and I love you for a reason, then it's the reason I love, not you. So that's not love. Love by definition means there is no thing you had to do. You just were given it. That's it, right? I think about when I had my kids and I went through like 12 rounds of fertility treatment and each time would go back to the, you know, the IVF cycles and da, 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 da. And then I would hold them, each one of them, and I'd look at them and say, what could I have possibly done to earn this? Like, how, how many good deeds did I have to do to get, the, to get the points to redeem for this baby? The answer is nothing. The answer is it was just total and complete love. It was just generosity, right? You think about the greatest things that have happened in your life and they bring you to tears when friends show up for you at 3 a.m. You know, you get COVID and your friend says, no, no, let me come over. You go, no, 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 don't, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, drop off soup. No, don't. And then she comes anyway, or he comes anyway and leaves it by the door. And you feel like a tear coming through because you go, that's unconditional love. That person didn't want anything from me and they gave it anyway. And those are the things that make the world go round. And when I think about how people think how money, it's so hard earned and to have money, you know, what are you on the hook for? What do you owe? It's like, there is, there is money, right? Just like there's oxygen, just like there's water. It's just a resource. That's all it is. And all of it, it's there for you. People get so much more out of loving other people than they do from even receiving love, right? When you're, you know, when you're a mom and you want to breastfeed, you don't, you're, you need to give it. Like if you don't give it, your boobs start like hurting, right? So it's like when we give, we get so much out of that. Uh, they did a study in, at Harvard on happiness and they took people for a week. I'm sure you know this. And they said, we want to be happier. They said, great. Every single day this week, we're going to put you in positions that are going to make you happy. You're going to get the best sleep. You're going to eat the best food. You're going to have money. We're going to give you money to go on these shopping sprees. You're going to have adventures. And for a week, they did all these things. And then they screened them at the end. And they looked at their biology, looked at their psychology. They weren't happier at all. No improvement. They said, let's try this again. Come back next week. They spent an entire week giving. They gave them money to give away. They gave them acts of kindness to do. And at the end, they literally were happier. So this whole idea that money is ha have to earn it and we're not enough and what do we do and love and this and that, it's like, it's just wrong. It's just about being available to say thank you and be grateful. And then what happens as soon as you have anything? If you have a good cup of ice cream, you want to share it. If you have money, you want to give it right? So just receive it to go back to that word, the Kabbalah, Kabbalah means to receive, and then take what you receive, say thank you, and give it away. Right. 
because this is just so awesome. Uh, we're going to bring you back for sequel. We got to do a lot more. I got to get you on my show. I can't wait. I got to tell Emma. I don't know if it's already scheduled, but we'll schedule it. It's not, but I would love to. I can't wait to see what you're doing next. I can't wait to see what you're doing next. We're just getting warmed up. Um, and you mentioned a word a couple of times on the show today, available, right? And, and like, since I stepped into this and kind of reinvented myself in this world, and I don't just mean careers, but like my identity and really found what sets my soul apart and what I love, like I'm available for all this stuff. This is not work. This wasn't work to me. I genuinely love this stuff. It's so exciting. It's so fun. Uh, and, and also meeting amazing people like you, like this, just, this is just the best. I I've love li- it. I've lived more in the last year and a half than I lived the previous 35 straight up. I totally get that. I can't wait to see, and you probably already did this, but I'd love to see you and Gary V sit down and hash it out. I'd love to see, I mean, he's a Jewish kid too. I'd love to see him. I, I'm going to have you both over for Shabbat dinner. We're going to go over all of this stuff. And by the end, I want to see how that impacts because he's already got it, right? He intuitively kind of knows all of this about positivity and 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 look at what we're look at what we're doing just from love. I mean, that's really all it is. I say to people all the time, it's amazing how much you're putting as roadblocks. I'm not this enough. Why would I get started? I'm not that enough. It's like if you were just busy giving, right? You just got busy being generous. You didn't worry so much about yourself. See how ego people think it's humility. It's so egocentric. My friend and mentor Seth Godin says to me, Imagine you're a lifeguard and you're sitting there and it's your first day. And the guy who's the senior lifeguard goes to have a little lunch break. And while he's gone, somebody starts drowning. Would you even consider saying, you know what? I'm not good at this. I'll wait for him to come back. No, you just dive in the water and you do your best. Even if you don't have the cross body hold, you don't have to (laughs) dive in. Right. It's like that's called humility. Humility is I'm putting my hand up. And like you said before, I am available, period. When your friend goes through a breakup, you don't hesitate to, to drive over to their house. You don't say, well, I don't know the right words. You just show up. When somebody loses somebody, you go to Shiva, right? And you, you keep your mouth shut if you don't have anything to say, and you hold space for that person, right? What is with this like, well, I can't, you know, the world is literally falling apart in so many ways. And we need everyone to just say, instead of worrying about myself and how I'm going to feel self-conscious, how my ego wants to predict and be comfortable, I'm going to show up. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start an event. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start making money. I'm going to send money over to whatever country I care about. And that's it. I'm, I'm done worrying about my ego. It's so false humility and it's so egocentric. Bang. <laughs> oh man, this is great. I can't wait to do more. Uh, the podcast is doing very well. It's exploding. The, the community is really loyal and engaging as you're no stranger to. What's the best way for the audience to support you, Kathy? Oh, you're so sweet. I mean, keep listening to, to Craig because he's such a love and you're doing everything right by tuning in here. You're getting like a direct transmission of kindness and goodness and really powerful stuff. So do that. And if you want to be part of my world too, uh, which is the same world, then you can come follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller and um, listen to the podcast. It's called Don't Keep Your Day Job. The idea is like, instead of doing anything that feels like it's mundane, show up and do what you were assigned to do, what you came to do and light up the world and know that you're needed. Straight up. That's it. And for the audience, like you guys know, I'm very intentional with who I collaborate with. Go check out what Kathy has going on right now. Kathy, I want you to know you're the definition of perspective, reinvention, and growth. From taking your life experience to spreading positivity, light, and deep truths. You're a true visionary role model and beacon of hope for anybody coming up today with big goals and aspirations. I could personally guarantee that your best is yet to come. Keep on spreading your wings and leaving your mark on this world. So much love and respect for you. Thank you so much for stopping by and dropping these priceless nuggets today. I can't even believe you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Craig, you're so amazing. And I need you to send me what you said at both bookends because I need to say to my team, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, I need to reread it because it just gives me so much life. Uh, to be honest with you, if you're being serious, I'll send it. Please do. And by the way, I love watching the boats through the reflection <laughs> of that window. People Where are you right now? What part of New York are you in? I'm on the East River. 
people always think that it's like a painting and then they see uh, boats and helicopters and cars. It's the FDR. Ah, oh, so beautiful. I kept seeing the- You almost miss it, right? <laughs> it's amazing. So where do you think you're gonna go next? Uh, you mean physically? Both, physically and with all of this stuff. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS, the YouTube channel Craig Siegel, and our website, CultivateLastingSymphony.com, where you could sign up for our email blast with all free trainings on all of our content. The best is yet to come.